Welcome back to another episode of Producer Ground Podcast. Karen Tinder JB with me. Yo. What's good? Card on the building, finally. Hey. Yes, sir. Finally, man. We here. We've been trying to make this happen since. Nigga, I don't know. Shout out Chase the Money for, for plugging me. Chase plugging the money, Chase the money. Uh, yeah. My nigga broke his foot, so he can't chase the money right now. Yeah. He can still get he it, can hobble, hobble he can hobble to, to the money. Hobble to the money. Hobble to the money. Hobble the money. Hell yeah, but shit, bro. They've been asking for this podcast probably since day one. Literally, yeah, yeah. all the YouTube comments, yeah. all the Instagram. Fuck this, we want Cardo. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mad at them, man. Shit, we have to give them what they want now. So, you know, we here finally. So, Hell yeah. so it's an honor. Hell yeah, we want to get the full story, man. Hell yeah, come on, man. Let's all get right. it. <laughs> So, uh, shit, we want to start out. Uh, I heard you talk about how you started going hard in 2010. You started taking yeah. it serious. But you have been making beats for almost 10 years before that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. This is like, shit, yeah, since Free Loose first came out, um, my uncle, my uncle Ian, he put me on game with the software, Free Loops. You know what I'm saying? He had a computer and shit at his house. So, you know, he's showing us how to make the beats and shit. And, you know, I end up going to my uncle's house every time and just start making the beats off of that. You know, and... um. Eventually, like, you know, I was rapping, too, around that time. So it was like, rapping was the first love. And then I tried to learn how to make beats, because I'm like, nigga, how am I going to get a beat from Dr. Dre or this nigga, that nigga? So I had to figure out how to make the beats, and then, boom, it progressed. And then me and my brother, we ended up getting some trouble. She ended up sending us off to uh, live with my dad out in Denver. So, you know, we ended up living in Denver. My dad was like, man, I'm going to have to find some shit to do, like, what is it that y'all trying to do? I mean, my brother, like, man, we trying to make some music, you know? So we thinking my dad about the cobbles and MPC and some shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm happy as hell because I'm like, man, my dad got money, man. Yeah. Like, man, lo and behold, that ain't be the case. My dad was like, he took us to this place called, um, before it was even guitar, so it was another place. I forgot Same the man. fucking name. Nah, nah, nah. It was like uh, some planet, some shit. Mm. And um, it'll come to mind, but... He ended up seeing the prices on the motherfuckers. He's like, oh, hell no. Nah. Like, <laughs> so he has to do, like, what was, like, the next resolution to, like, make some music, you know, it's cheaper. And, of course, you're going to, you know, advise having software or whatever. But, you know, me and my brother like, man, I don't know about all that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We want an NPC. Right. So, um, end up being, you know, this video game that he was telling us about, uh, Beat Generator. And I was like, yeah, I seen that in the magazine, whoop, whoop. I was like, I didn't know what the fuck that shit was. You know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, you can make beats on that. So, end up being that. And me and my brother, we went to uh, Blockbuster. They had the uh, the Game Rush place right next door. They had the motherfucking. My dad was like, all right, that's what y'all want. Y'all get that. End up copping it. He's like, hell yeah, that's cheap. What? Hell yeah, <laughs> she was like, $30 or some shit. My dad was like, man, I managed to save the day. Yo, the studio, I got you. Yeah, straight up. So, you know, we kind of got to cut my dad in on some publishing too because, you know, he kind of. He got us straight with that. You know, we ain't had no money. So, you know, um, like I said, me and my brother, we started making beats, started progressing and shit. And um, my brother was like, shit, how the fuck we get these motherfuckers on CD and shit? Like, stop playing through the memory cards because we had like a, a gang of damn memory cards just stacked up and shit. And then um, my brother just so happened to be smart with the shit. And he was like, man, let's just get a CD recorder. Cause they used to sell C records where you could plug in like the auxiliary and you could record shit on CD and shit. Oh word. But the shit was expensive as fuck. So it was like five, six hundred dollars. So yeah, me and my brother like, God, we ain't got none of that money. So, right. you know, we ended up running to my cousin because it had some weed. We ended up getting some weed off of him, start slanging it. Okay, I like So we could hustle. stack it up. Yeah, yeah, man, you know. We had to make it happen, you know. So um we ended up going to Circuit City, buying a motherfucker, you know, and then from there on, my brother. He started making beats more than I was. 
Cause I was, you know, I end up getting caught up in another street shit, whatever. But um, he ended up just getting good at it and just start putting beats on the CD. They see, you know, my brother in the neighborhood, he's selling CDs with the beats on it, getting a name for himself. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, oh shit, this nigga know what he doing. So I started doing it more now with him. And then fast forward a little bit, like later on, like that year and shit, I ended up going to jail for like some little bullshit for weed and that. And um, as soon as I got out, my mom was just like, moved to Texas. And, um, you know, it's better out here, you know what I'm saying? Like, she was worried for me, whatever. And um, I was like, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'll think about it and shit. She's like, no, nah, you need to get out here, like, tomorrow type shit. And I'm like, damn, this nigga think about it, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, end up being, nah, nah, you know, just to move down here and just, just take it from there. Like, I'll help you out, whatever you need, whatever. So I'm like, man, fuck it. You know, so I ended up packing my shit. The next day, my dad picked me up and drove me down to mm. Texas, you know what I'm saying? And that's where everything got real, real for me. You know what I'm saying? So You said it got real for you, real yeah, for yeah, you? Yeah, it got real. Like, nigga, I only had like shit, a thousand dollars to my name, you know what I'm saying? So I had like probably like Shit, that's good. But yeah, I'll be shit. What they say? The I was average, only nineteen. The average person in the world don't even got a thousand. Hell no. Got like but you know, like that's some money I had to stack up. Right. And I'm like, bro, I ain't, I ain't, I don't know how I'm gonna make a thousand stretch. You know, through a whole year. You know, without me knowing my surroundings. You know, I'm moving to Texas somewhere right. I ain't never been. Right. It's new to me. You know, so it's like I don't know how the hell I'm gonna get around. They don't got no buses. My mom saying this shit. Yeah. I'm like, what? No buses. So what part of Texas? We was in um Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We was in that side, so Dallas is already four or five minutes to like damn near an hour just with traffic alone. It's taking you an hour and a half to get to Dallas, so it's like the commute was just tough, like as is. So, lo and behold, my mom she ended up going, you know, a direction where I ended up getting a job at Best Buy and shit. So I ended up doing like selling TVs. I was in the home theater section and shit, and I'm just like, oh man, this ain't working. I gotta do something. So the people in my neighborhood that was like. Cool, my sister and my brother, my baby brother, my sister, whatever. And um, they said they friend dad was like building a studio in the garage. And I was just like, man, where are the right, shit? I'll pull up tomorrow type shit. They live right down the block, so I ain't got, you know, worry about no ride, nothing. So I could just walk there. Met the dude, Big Mike, that's the big homie to this day. And um, he was just like, yeah, man, I'm trying to do this music shit. You know, I'm trying to do some, you know, production or rapping or whatever, trying to make a label. So he ended up, you know, really like following through with, got me a job where he was working at, which was like some quality conservation services, some shit, you know, weatherizing people's homes, something I had no clue about, like, but I was doing it because I was getting paid from it too. It was almost like some construction shit. Yeah, but, you know, it was paying money. It was paying, you know, mm-hmm. some some dollars. So I ended up doing that and then um, started building the studio with him piece by piece and shit. You know, and um, we started forming up a rap group, you know, in the area. <laughs> and I don't want to talk about the rap group name because it was just, it was out of pocket, you know, but the name of the label was Out of Pocket Records, so we was, we was hella out of pocket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Swear to God, the name of the group was Al-Qaeda, you know what I'm saying, but it was spelled oh, different. Shit. It was, we called ourselves AK. It was AK because it was a gang of us, like all different nationalities and shit. So, man, we was on some gangster shit, bro. Listen, man, we thought we was like, you know, the big dogs of the city. We, we was turning up. We had a little buzz and shit, man. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm on the beach with it. You know, um, I'm, I'm using fucking Free Loops. So, I'm like, the crack mm-hmm. version. So, I don't really have no drum kits. 
No, VSTs, VSTs wasn't even like big around this time. So mm-hmm. it was like, you know, it was just stock ass sounds. Right. And you could just flip samples and no chop loops, that shit. That and shit. it was no loops, bro. So what year is this all around? This is like 2005, 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a year after me living in Texas. So like, you know, we started building it piece by piece, like I said, and then shit kind of broke off because, you know, everybody went their separate ways. Niggas started getting locked up and shit. So it kind of like kind of put like a little halt to, you know, the whole shit we was doing. So I had to find another route, mm. you know what I'm saying? And um, I ended up just sticking to the production. I just started focusing more on producing and shit. So I was like, man, let me just see what I could do next to make this shit run up, you know? And um, of course I had to get a laptop. So I started, you know, selling a little weed by, you know, bits by bits, whatever. So I get me a Dell or whatever. And um. I ended up doing that, and then, you know, Craigslist used to be popping, popping around this time. So I put, like, a little, I had a TV that I had for my car, and I was like, man, I'll try trade for a laptop. I was trying to have two laptops. So I ended up selling this TV for my car for another laptop, and um, that ended up being the main laptop I ended up using to, like, make most of the majority of this shit from, like, the 08, 09, all the way to, like, 2011 shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 2010, really. So, like, all the weird shit and Mac shit, like, all came from that laptop. So, but that was by me selling the train, the TV that was for my car. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like, man, I took my chance. I didn't want to do it, but I knew it was going to be a good outcome for me. Mm. Yeah. So, what is like that transition period? Like, when things started to slow up, what did, like, when you were finding direction, like, trying to move forward, like, what were you doing to where you're like, okay, everyone else got locked up, like you said? Yeah. So I gotta stick with this producing. Like, what did you do to keep on moving forward? Did you just find new, uh, new yeah. artists? You just... It was just me just progressing in the sound and I guess being musically inclined in a weird way is just like shit. It's like you just keep chasing the sound and shit. So I just kept on hearing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, fuck, I gotta just lay it down and whatever. And like I said, man, I just been focused on it. Like, I wasn't trying to do no other shit besides make music, you know? So. I knew I was gonna go somewhere with it. I just didn't know how soon and how, you know, far I could go with it, what I was trying to do. And then, you know, by the grace of God, you know, that shit, it, it took me further than I thought mm. on some real shit. Mm. And then, so so what were you doing? Like, what, were you just, were you focused on, I'm gonna just work with uh, local artists? Were you trying to get the big artists back then? Like, Nah, man, at this time, I was trying to work with DSR, which was Dirty South Rise, I was Tom Tom and them, Big Tuck. Um, like, DSR was a movement. And I fucked with it, you know what I'm saying? Just because that was like the underground. You know, Texas at that time, they was that was booming. And, you know, from Dallas to Houston, mm-hmm. they had a sound and shit. So I was like, I was gonna figure my way out to that's the whole reason why I moved to Texas. When my mom suggested, I was like, man, I was just kinda like the ice on the cake in a way, but I didn't want to make that move that quick, you know what I'm saying? Cause I already had shit going. So um, but I figured I I'll get in contact with these niggas. You know, my boy was telling me that lived there already. He was like, man, you could get in contact with these niggas because they be at Big T. And I'm like, damn, how the hell am I going to get the Big T? Like, nigga, like, I have to ask my mom and her dude at the time. I was like, man, I just used the car. I didn't have no license because my license was suspended. So it was like, nah, like, fuck it. I was like, man, I might just catch a cab. And then I did that shit one time. And that shit ended up being like $100 catching right, a cab. Right. Nigga, man, I just knew I was fucked. I'm like, bro, this some bullshit. So I go to Big T, man. There's just so much shit going on. It's, it's busy in there. What's Big T? Big T is like a plaza. It's like a it's like a swap meet. Oh, okay. You know, you get what you're looking for in there. You know, from leather shorts to a haircut. 
you know, bootleg CDs, whatever you need. You right. know what I'm saying? You find that shit in Big T. You know what I'm saying? So um, he figured somebody pull up, whatever. Because like I said, there's just so many people in it. You know, it's like, it's a bunch of action. It's like, how the hell you go this way or that way? So I had to figure out direction. I'm like, man, this ain't it. This ain't going to give for me. So um, later down the road, I end up meeting Tum Tum. And then me and Tum Tum took off from there. And then, you know, I started working with a kid named Mac Miller. You know, long live my bro. Um, Way before the whole Rostrum shit, he was an unsigned artist, all that shit. He was just somebody that was making noise in Pittsburgh. And I started working with him. How'd you how'd you link up with him? Um, through MySpace. Wow. Yeah. My boy Germ too. Cause Germ, me and Germ was cool. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to my bro Germ. And um he connected us and um we just took off from that. I was just like, you know, I'm fucking with your music, whatever. And we just started making music and he just sent me a whole bunch of shit. Like, we got a bunch of records that a lot of people haven't heard. Some may have heard could just do leaks or whatever, but like, we built a sound. Like, the whole time, um, a lot of people don't know, he had the mesmerized beat first before we mm. So, <laughs> yeah, which was weird. You know what I'm saying? He, he even tweeted that shit. So, but um, that's, that's what I'm saying. It makes the beat like a whole lot more, you know, it, it has a lot more momentum to it. So, but um, yeah, I'm stuck. It's like a motherfucker. I'm high as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so you but, started working. Go ahead. No, nah, no. Nah, me and Mac, like I said, we started working this shit. Like I said, and we just took off from there. And I ended up working with this kid named Chevy, um, who used to go by Kev the Hustler, who Chevy Woods. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and him started working. And then next thing you know, he was coming to Dallas. And I think it was in Houston, I want to say. And, um, He's like, yo, we coming to Dallas, you know, whoop, whoop, come pull up on us, you know what I'm saying? So, all right, cool. So, next day came, I don't know, y'all probably heard the story. I had bubble guts galore. <laughs> and yeah, I stopped at 7 Eleven, got Pepto Bismarck, some Coronas. And, um, Deadly combination. Wait, man, listen, I don't know what kind of road I was on. <laughs> but um, I was like, man, fuck it. I'm gonna just go and pull up on them, you know what I'm saying? And, um, did they, did they respect the Corona? Yeah. They did. It was like, you brought beer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I right, bet. Hell yeah. Fuck it with you. So, um, you know, we went to the show, which was at Club Blue. That was a that was a dangerous ass club. It was called Club Cirque first. Or was it Blue? Either one. Either Both of them were fucked up clubs. So, <laughs> he had to show up there and he had me come with him. And I'm like, all right, cool. So, we're going to VIP booth or whatever. Like, it's closed off. They're like, yo, bro. Be Taylor Gang, man. Like, let's do some shit. You know what I'm saying? I'll fuck with your sound. And um, I was like, I bet. He's like, we're going to go back to a hotel and shit. You know what I'm saying? Let's play some beats or whatever. So um, my laptop had just crashed. But I had my beats on my on my phone and shit. So I always put my beats on the phone just to see how it sound in the car and all that. And um, I ended up playing the beats. We got back to the hotel. I ended up playing the beats. He kept on picking this one, that one, this one, that one. That was the day he picked the... Um, in the cut mm. so he ended up taking all them beats and I had to email them to him and shit and then from there like I said we just turned up you know the sound became Cushion Orange Juice and you know me and Wiz built this history that we have you know what I'm saying of you know what we do the sound that we provide with so yeah <laughs> so shit so you didn't actually uh, like record with Wiz that, that first night or nothing nah nah like around Taylor Autodice, we got really like 
hands on and shit. Mm. Like, Cushion OJ was like, he did that shit mostly like on tour. Mm. You know, so that nigga was really working. You know, so we didn't really get a chance to like sit in the studio and do what we wanted to do. Like until Taylor Allardyce and that's when all the real shit was cool, like right there. Word. Yeah. What what got you into using the cowbell back then? Man, I grew up on like the, the SOS band, Loose End shit, you know, like the Smooth Fly, like the, the Vaporwave shit, 52nd Street. You know, like the smooth fly, like eighties music. Mm. Um, it's just it's just that sound, like it's a fly sound. Like mm. and it goes all the way up to DJ Quick, you know, who's like one of my favorite producers of all time. And then of course Dr. Dre used it back in the NWA Ruthless Day. So it's like I look at them niggas as pioneers and shit. So I'm like, man, the cowbell was fly. It made you feel dope, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I ended up doing that and just using the cowbell. And then I used it very heavily. I think a lot of people know that. Right. But I love that motherfucker, do you, man. Do you ever feel like that that sound, that smooth sound, boxes you in for artists? Like they want the smooth nah, sound from you? It's a challenge, but you know, shit. We we take them challenges. Feel me? Like yeah. I put numbers on the board with this shit, like from what I done, you know, from working with Wiz to, you know, working with Meek and then working with, you know, on hands-on projects with Payroll to Pierre to Baby King, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, to Beam. Like, you know, I show my versatility with this shit. So it's like, if they still figure to put me on the box because they ain't familiar with my other work, that's cool. I take it for what it is. Like, mm -hmm. so I, we the most known unknown with it. You know what I'm saying? I'll take nice. that, you know? But at least, you know, we know we killing shit with it. Mm -hmm. You know, but that sound never going nowhere because it's timeless. Yeah. That's the shit that's forever, you know, so you can't take that away from nobody. Everybody yeah. like to feel good. So, you know, who wants to be mad every day? <laughs> Not me, man. Mm. Straight up. When you had, no, go ahead. when you had were working with Wiz and everyone, heavy. Did you end up signing to Taylor? No, I didn't. Mm. I didn't sign to Taylor. Gang. That was just the. That's where the whole split up happened. You know what I'm saying? I didn't sign, and then you know we parted our ways. Mm. You know, because I I wanted to venture off and you know, explore what I could do. You know right. what I'm saying? You know, I wasn't. It wasn't no bad blood, no beef, or none of that. You know what I'm saying? We just. Just mutual differences. That's right, now, like, so, like, I know there's people, like, especially when I see guys, like, interning at studios, uh -huh. they get committed to one place, right. and then they have, like, a difficult time right. branching off. So, like, shed some light on, like, that transition period or, like, how to handle that without burning a bridge. I mean, yeah. I mean, you want to keep showing good terms at all times. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be looked at as somebody down the road, and you have to do business with this person again. Mm. And they just be like, man, you know, whoop, whoop. You know, you want to keep everything on 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 common grounds. Mm. You don't want to bad talk anybody to anybody about what he did to you, why you did this, and why you split. People thought me and Wiz had beef, and I'm like, nah, it was not no beef. It was, you know what I'm saying? Just brothers didn't see on the same page. That's all it was. You know, and, you know, we came back to it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we got back to doing what we love to do, which was making music. So it was like, that show the world. Like, you know, brothers sometimes have a, you know, a little sideline of where they're going this way and they go that way. You know, and I end up going that way, they went that way. Mm -hmm. And But we still end up being both successful mm -hmm. in the midst of all that shit. So it's like, you know, so we look at each other in a different way. Yeah. I feel like that's a bold move, like, for a producer, like, yeah. kind of is coming from nothing. And, right. like, yeah. that's your first, like, oh, shoot, I actually got some shit. Let's, right. let's, you know what I mean? Right. Was that you believing in yourself and kind of, like, Me having taking a vision? taking a risk and having a vision. You know what I'm saying? Me believing also, you know what I'm saying? Because I just want to see, like, what I can do. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, like, not to take away from what Taylor Gang could have done for me, but I feel like I could, you know, 
progress and do the things I wanted to do, which was, you know, make albums and be hands-on with projects, you know, and try to build something from it, you know. So that's why I was trying to do the most and, like I said, find artists to work with, you know, and turn them up, you know, because I always wanted to do shit like that. Like, Dr. Dre did it, you know. Yeah. He presented a lot of motherfuckers just with one album with The Chronic. So, you know, I wanted to do some shit like that. So not saying I couldn't do that at Taylor game, but, you know, Wiz was Wiz was the primary artist, you know, still is, you know what I'm saying? But at that time, it was just really him. So he was trying to do what was best for him, you know what I'm saying? His brand, which is respectable. So, you know, I can only tip my hat for that. Mm. Facts. Straight up. Mm. Now, what advice would you give to producers that, like, are kind of crossing that situation where they might have a chance to sign to somebody? I mean... It's, it's, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a bad thing at all, you know what I'm saying, because it could benefit them in, you know, numerous ways. But for me, I feel like with us producers, we're producers for a reason. We we envision a lot of shit. Right. You know, we see a lot of shit. You know, we hear a lot of shit. So it's like we feel like we could do this and do that and make everything come to fruition with our plans in our head, whatever it is that we want to do. Some producers just want to just make beats, right. you know what I'm saying? And that's cool and all, you know, but there's some producers that want to do albums and actually be, you know, in-depth with producing an album, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And building something out of it and making something. Like I said, people like Dr. Dre, you know, he's a prime example, you know what I'm saying? And he did that, you know, he put that shit on a whole nother scale. Kanye West, you know, same mm-hmm. thing. It's just like, you know, they these niggas set the bar high every fucking time. So it's like, I want to do shit like that too, you know what I'm saying? I want to, you know, build something for myself where I could be like, damn, I did that. Mm-hmm. So... So then, like, so after you had first link with um with Wiz and them that first night and stuff, what did you you kind of just went back to your regular life after that for a little while? When yeah. did, when did things start to like turn up and like where you were kind of making money off the music and stuff? I mean, at that time we had SoundClip, you know what I'm saying? So we was we was selling beats online, mm. and um I was leasing beats, so I was able to fall back on that. Mm. And um at that time, that was 2012. My son was just born. Mm. So it was just like, you know, I had a, you know, I had a lot of weight on my shoulders, I should say. And um, I was just trying to figure it out. And I'm like, bruh, kind of like, you know, almost like walking into a dark side with this shit. Because it's just like, what else you going to do? You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, of course you're going to see people say something and shit. And it's going to be like, damn, like, niggas, oh, you ain't going to be shit with Taylor Gang. What out them niggas? Like, mm. damn, like. You know, it should kind of take you like, you know, you're like, damn, for real? Like, that's how they look at it. It's just like, all right, I got to turn up now. So, you know, I started turning up. And then 2012, 2013 came around the corner. And, you know, this when levels happened. And I was in the studio with my daughter. And she was in there playing on, I think I had the um, the machine. And I had the sample on the machine. And my daughter was just playing with it. And I was just like, what? And I walked in the room. And I'm like, what was that? And she's like, what am I in trouble? I'm like, no, no, keep playing that shit. So she kept on playing it. And I was like, all right, I got to sit on my lap. I really want my daughter publishing, by the way. So <laughs> if she listens to this, she's going to be like, damn, all right, I need that. So um, <laughs> I got to give her a cut. And um, she just sat on my lap the whole time. And then I just started playing the beat, which was a Lamont Doja sample, a Shine record. And I made that beat in like 15 minutes. And then next thing you know, I sent to Meek. So I'm like, oh, Meek, I get this. Boom, sent it to him because I was already in contact with the nigga. And he sends me back a video of him rapping a song and shit. And I'm just like, oh shit, it's going down. You know, mm. so next thing you know, like it happened so fast, like within 
probably like a month, the record comes out, which was like in May of 2013. And then you hear my tag on it, and it was like, oh shit, like Cardone levels, like, okay, it's going up. So after that, you know, it just started turning up. I started working with Jeezy and shit. Started working with, um, you know, Stalin. A lot of artists around this time, so, you know. They started it, reaching out to you. Or- yeah. You know, I started getting, like, the look and shit, you know, and whatnot. And um, Jeezy, the scene at all record came about. And um, this is, like, 2014. And this is where, like, shit got real, real, because I'm like, Jeezy would just call me. He was like, man, this song about to change your life, cuz, I swear to God. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> Chill. Hey. He was really good on the phone. Hey, Carl, cuz. Hey, little bro, got you, cuz. This record gonna change your life. I was like, all right. Cool. It's you. CTE, nigga. It's all right, bet. So, all right, all right. I don't know what the hell was going on. I was like, man, what beat did I send this nigga? On my phone, I'm looking, I'm like, this beat, I'm like, oh shit. And I played it, I'm like, oh, I said, this beat the big shine. So I sent the beat to Big Sean too. And I'm like, man, it was two beats I had named the same shit. So I don't know how the fuck that came about. But um, the nigga Ty Dowsine hit me like probably like a week after that, that conversation I had with um with Jeezy. And um he's like, yo, bro, your life about to change. I was like, what's up? He's like, nigga, the uh the record you got with Jeezy, dog. He was like, man, this shit about to change your life. Mm. I'm like, man, tell me who on it, man. And he was like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, I can't tell you shit. He's like, I already told you enough. I was like, oh, man, it's fucked up. He's like, yeah, nigga. But anyway, bro, hey, be easy. All right, cool. So my boy, um, Carbon 15 hit me. He told me, he like, hey, bro, you ready for this record to drop? I'm like, man, everybody tell me about it. Like, what, what's, what's the record about? What's up, man? And he's like, man, you gonna throw up the rock after this. I was like, oh, I'm like, oh Jay-Z on it? <laughs> he's like, I ain't say shit. I was like, oh, man, come on, don't play with me like that. He's like, all right, man, I'll talk to you later. I was like, oh, so everybody playing this game with me. So, um, like, probably like a month later, I get a call from Def Jam. Def Jam hit me up and shit. And they're like, man, we're putting you on the conference call with, with Steve-O and whoop, whoop, whoop. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. I don't want me on the conference call. So conference call happened. They're like, hey, Carl, uh, we're going to release this record tonight. And I'm like, what record? And it's like, seeing it all with uh, Jeezy and Jay-Z. I'm like, what? I'm like, fuck out here. You for real? They're like, yo, we're going to drop it at midnight. I'm like, oh, bet. Say less. What, man? This song came out. And I was like, man, this one Twitter was popping, popping. And I just remember just seeing everything just flooded with me and this shit. I'm like, bro, like, the record was a... You know, it was an impactful record. Like, yeah, that yeah. shit was hard as fuck. It's like one of my hardest beats I made, but I didn't figure that shit was going to have, like, a, a strong impact like that, like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, where people were starting to recognize me for being versatile with it and making beats, you know, from besides doing the weird shit to doing that shit. Mm. Plus the Meek Mill shit, too. I was on Dream Chasers, too. The, um, was it part three, I think? I don't remember. But that shit went up, too. You know what I'm saying? I had some shit on there that everybody fucked with. So it was like... I want to see how far I could go in my career with it and just, you know, keep progressing in sound-wise and try to find sounds and find grooves and pockets. And that shit became a good-ass challenge, you know, a challenge to this day. I I love. Trust me on that. And and then seeing it all, that was like your first, like, actual album placement? Nah. My first album placement was like fucking... I want to say Currency? Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. 
What's the currency? I don't know, bro. I would be rude with you. Yeah. It had been probably currency or the um the high school shit with Snoop and Wiz. Okay, Mac and Devin shit. Yeah, the Mac and Devin shit, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So but yeah. what, my, I had to ask that question to kind of lead up to what what was it like getting paid during that mixtape era? Because yeah. like the songs weren't really monetized. It was tough. You know what I'm saying? Wiz looked out for me though, I ain't gonna lie. I, I'll tell you that. Like, that nigga looked out for me when he didn't have to. So, you know, um, around that time with, I'll say, yeah, Cushion Andrews and Taylor all the like, same shit. And he, like, paid me out of his own pocket. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, on some real nigga shit. Like, that's why we never, you know, when we made our split, you know, we didn't take it there. You know what I'm saying? Because that was somebody I still had respect for and it was, you know, likewise. So, but, um, yeah, he looked out for me, but it was it was a struggle because you be on the mixtape, you be like, nigga, I don't get paid for this shit. Mm. You know, but at the time, you know, you're kind of branding yourself. You know, and around that time, a lot of motherfucking producers did brand themselves with them free-ass mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? From Sunny Digital to Southside to Metro. You know, a lot of niggas, you know, came from that mixtape era that branded themselves that now are successful. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that mixtape era did do a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to think about it, man. If niggas couldn't afford budgets like that with, you know, mixtapes and say Southside is charging five to 10000 maybe 20000 a beat. I don't know how much he was selling, you know, at that time. You know, niggas ain't going to pay that, you know, every fucking beat. You know what I'm right. saying? Especially with, like, the shit he was doing. That nigga was on everything. You know what I'm saying? And boom, it progressed. And he built that brand, that 808 Mafia shit. And now that's a multi-million dollar company. You know what I'm saying? That nigga did that shit from that to that, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. So it's like the transition was lovely, you know what I'm saying? Niggas got to really brand themselves, mm. you know what I'm saying? And he probably still got paid from that shit, you know what I'm saying? From the mixtape era, same with everybody else. Yeah. Because I know we did, but it wasn't like, you know, quick, fast, or it wasn't no big money, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas wasn't gonna just gonna give you 35000 for a beat right. on a, mix, a mixtape, especially if you did like four or five of them, you know? So, but that was a hard era. A lot of people like to got to brand themselves too, though. So I take that for what it is, because I branded myself with that shit. So was the sound click and the on online beat sales kind of yeah. like fueling? Hell yeah! Your day what? Day sound click was man. We was getting in trouble with PayPal. You feel <laughs> me? That's how booming we was <laughs> on sound click. Me, Johnny Giuliano, uh, Young Exclusive, um, shit, Superstar, old, man, Vibe, all the niggas like, bro, niggas was on fucking sound click running it up. Or, oh God, nigga, like, <laughs> listen, nigga, I was shopping every day on Karma Loop. <laughs> <laughs> With that PayPal money. What, back. nigga, cooks, cra crooks and castles, nigga? Back, what? Back I had all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> nigga, if they had a sale, all oh, over with, nigga. Man, <laughs> what? My beast is going for $25 at least, my nigga. Word. You get a car beat back then for $25. Mm. So how, did, how did you link up with uh, Johnny and then? Johnny, I met through, um, I met Johnny through fucking SoundClick. Yeah, I met Johnny through SoundClick. Or oh, MySpace. Yeah, MySpace. Mm. That's how I met the nigga. I met the nigga in O. Where's Johnny at? Johnny. Johnny. What year did we meet? 2006, 2007? Like 2007, 2000, 2008, 2007, right? We met in 2007, 2008. Yeah, 2006. That's right. Because I had the Seashell MacBook. I remember that shit. And he sent me beats. Because I told him I was a rapper. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy back in the day. He used to grab my beats, bro. He was a rapper before. Yep. That was like my first real producer right there. 
Yeah. Swear to God, before Wiz, nigga. <laughs> Why would he? Shout out to Johnny, man. Shout out to Johnny Giuliano, the 412 legend from Pittsburgh. Hello, <laughs> Cardo. I'll take a shower. <laughs> nah, but yeah, so I know Johnny for over a decade. So you know, that's been my my white brother. <laughs> for real, straight up. That's been my dog. So, you know, we, we've been from, you know, the bottom to the top with this shit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So. Straight up, like he'll tell you, you know what I'm saying? It's cutthroat, you know what I'm saying, between me and him. Like that's that's somebody we ride for. Word. Him and young school, so like niggas been doing this shit since the beginning. Like I said, SoundClick day. So SoundClick mm. was man, evolution. Mm. <laughs> Bruh, like, mm. That shit was everything. Nigga, you can be a millionaire off of fucking SoundClick back in the day. Facts. <laughs> how, did not, y- how did y'all I'm not like, gonna say who was millionaires? Cause I don't want Uncle Sam. You- <laughs> nigga, open your door, nigga. I'm ready to kick. Where's the money at? <laughs> no, I ain't got shit, man. How did nah. y'all low key not fuck with each other back then? Like, man, this dude running it up, man. Fuck him. I need to be number one type shit. Nah, man. I, I was cool, man, because that nigga was always number one. That nigga, if you ain't first, you're last. Whoa. That nigga, man. That was <laughs> that was him, man. No, Johnny, man, because Johnny was Johnny had that sound. You know what I'm saying? That nigga sound is, you know. Distinctive. You can't you can't take that away from him. You know what I'm saying? So of course he deserved that shit, man. I was making like the smooth shit at that time. So, but I was still getting a bag from it. So that's all that matters. You know, as long as nigga, we did collabs and we made money off our collabs. That's all how we kept it going. And the yeah. song that we produced mm-hmm. be like number one and shit. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers be leasing that motherfucker every day. And we was banking off of that shit. Like damn. Sledging too. I can't leave Sledging out because nigga was all of us. Like nigga, we was the what was we uh what was we called at first? Nigga, we had like three different group names. Team Hits. Team Hits. No, nah, Team Hits was originally him and, and O and Vibe. Or, we was like the Goonies and shit. Oh yeah, I remember the Goonies shit. Yeah. Y'all the Goonies kit and shit. Yeah, hey. he did it. <laughs> yeah. And then I disappeared from a second from the Goonies shit, cause it was just him and Kai Easy, right? And you, you, yeah, that's right. It was it was Davion and this nigga and, and Kaheezy. Kaheezy was doing the hooks. Let me hook on you. You mean? I used to be so mad because I like I was recording shit. Like they would pull up a vibe beat or a Johnny beat. I like, bro, man, I got beat. No, <laughs> 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 nah, man, we used to, man. Listen, bro, that, that was a time, man. Believe me on that. Or, hey, what had uh, what made you kind of drift away from selling beats online? Man, it just kept on getting hectic. Man, PayPal was taxing, dog. Mm. Man, plus, you know, the labels was on my ass when I started getting into the industry shit. You know, homie was like, hey, if you sell your beat for $25 and you charge another nigga $5,000 for a beat, how you expect me to pay you this mm. versus that? Mm. <laughs> I was like, for real? He's like, dog. They're not going to say, give me 5000 or you go get 5000 for this beat, and you on here selling a beat for $25. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your exclusive rights is $200? Word. Nigga, you, you, you hustling us. I'm like, well, shit. I mean, technically, you know, it's for independent motherfuckers. They're like, I ain't trying to hear that shit, nigga. You a new nigga. Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck who you is. Like, nigga, you better, better get your act right, get that shit going, yeah. or you get rid of that. Like, I'm like, all right, fuck. That's, that's the label. Yeah, the that's homie was telling me this yeah. shit. I'm like, bro, like, it's for real? He's like, bro, I say do that shit for a couple more weeks, but drop that shit like ASAP. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, bet, fuck it. So I stopped selling the beats online. That was a risk. And I was like, all right, 
was next. And that's when the Meek Mill shit happened. And I ended up getting paid from that. Mm. And I ended up getting, you know, a nice cool check. Shout to Atlantic. Or was that Werner? Fuck. <laughs> Shout to both of them niggas. <laughs> Shout to both of them niggas. Either way, both of them pay me. Um, you got weed over there? You wasn't going to smoke with us? Damn, you is bogus already. We'll smoke my weed with you too. But anyways, you know, they got the beat maker backwood ass shirts on. I, I figured we'll <laughs> yeah, smoke, we, man. We, we got we went from the plane. Oh yeah, let's go ahead, man. Let's get me that bag. Yeah, we I went from the plane to the food. to get the rental. Stopped at the Airbnb and came right here. We oh out. yeah, y'all got straight then. Everybody right. smoked then. Already nah, for real. Appreciate y'all. My bad for even delaying this from y'all. But um, what was we at with it? Shit, you dropped. You made the jump from dropping yeah, and selling the beats online. Yeah, yeah, dog, dog. That shit got real. It got scary as fuck. I just remember just like, damn. But why? Like, why'd you even trust that dropping the sound click was the move? Because you you end up making the right move. But why yeah. did you even think that? Like, because I'm thinking like, shit, the motherfuckers probably really checking in. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's probably a motherfucker that's scouting. And seeing that, you know, SoundClick is popping now because, you know, A&R's, back then A&R's used to be in contact with motherfuckers for SoundClick. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, them niggas knew, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, you got to be careful who the fuck you're dealing with because you might be dealing with a nigga that be this nigga, that nigga. I used to sell beats to Davies didn't even know it was Davies. Yeah. Mm. Swear to God. Davies would tell you this story vividly and then I ended up becoming my bro and shit. Like, since then, that nigga started with copy beats for me in like, 09. 2010 type shit. Damn. For real. Damn. Like, Davies was the bro from the jump with it. I didn't even hear about Davies. Yeah. Like he used to cop my beats off of SoundClick. Swear to God. Yeah. So, um, after that, like, I'm like, shit, I'm, I'm paranoid. I'm like, man, them niggas is definitely tapping in and seeing what the hell going on. I remember one day, I made so much money. I was just like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> That's somebody from a label. <laughs> Bruh, I had a bit, nigga. When you get them big ass transactions, like nigga, I'm like, hold the hell on. It's like, <laughs> bro, that's like three G's man. in a day. Bro, the only thing, man, you can only think. No, it's just leases. Word. Just leases. No, exclusives like two hundred a pop. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but we'll have right. we'll have little sales though. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> we all had sales. I need cop five beats for three hundred dollars type shit, nigga, yeah. for the lease or some shit. Yeah, right, but right. we would make a gang of money doing that shit. Cause motherfuckers, oh hell yeah, I just got paid. Right. Nah, for real, right. for real. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we got paranoid with this shit. And then, you know, once I got wind of that shit, I had to let this nigga know. And the next thing you know, he had to get rid of his shit. You know, exclusive. Everybody got rid of their shit. And then that's mm -hmm. when, like, once we got all rid of it, like SoundClick kind of like you know, and, and went in the desert. Nobody was trying to like end up being YouTube. Right. Like YouTube took over. Mm -hmm. Not saying, you know, SoundCloud ain't still making noise. I I just can't tell you the last time I heard somebody like, yeah, I'm getting beats off SoundClip. Yeah, Niggas getting man. beats off YouTube. Right. 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 And using YTMP3.com. Yeah. <laughs> I just gave y'all niggas a cheat code, by the way. <laughs> Thank me later. They are, they already know what it is. I'm just they making sure though. There's some niggas probably like, man, what? Y2MP3. I don't know. Take notes, man. Take notes. <laughs> how, how would y'all feel about people saying like y'all kind of started fucking up the game? Like when people like, man, because one of the biggest things we hear about now is, man, the game's so fucked up. Everyone's selling 10 beats for $30 and mm. buy 10 get or buy Shit, one get hustle. free. It's a hustle. Nigga, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. niggas, I mean, we, 
I don't know how the fuck we even came with Lease and Beast for twenty five dollars. I don't even know where that came from. Right, we, where did we kind of lowball ourselves by right. doing that? You know what I'm saying? Like the shit before SoundCloud, SoundClick and shit. Man, listen, that shit get mm. that shit, man. We took risk by doing that shit, man. It was just like, how do we uh how do we go from here to the next level? Trust me, it was some mountains to climb. Mm. Some motherfucking mountains. You know, it, it it took us a while, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we had to go through canals and all kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Just because it was like, bro, we was depending on placements. Mm. You know, as being music producers, man, we depended on placements. Right. You know what I'm Placement is important. Especially if you coming up from that era and you only know SoundClick, you only know the internet, you know what I'm saying? Where you get your shit from, you know what I'm saying? You only dedicate to this and it's like, it fucks up everything. You trying to figure out how the fuck you could hustle out of that now. And like I said, we were just waiting on the placement. And mm. every time we get a placement, it just gets slow. And I'm just like, bro, how the fuck do we do this? So this nigga, Johnny the Genius, this nigga sells drum kits. And this nigga just started dropping them just like frequently. And next thing you know, nigga was making bags off the drum kit. So drum kit. So nigga was like, all right, my turn. Let's make a drum kit. Boom. Young exclusive. His turn. My drum kit. Boom. Nigga just started like making the money rotating away. You know, he would have to sell beats on the side. You know what I'm saying? Just because, you know, he got, he got family to feed too. You know what I'm saying? So he'll do his thing real quick. Boom. Come right back to it. And we wait on another placement. Boom. Mm. That happens. And another drum kit comes. It's a lot of shit that, you know, we start learning about ourselves while our work ethics, like how we could, you know, progress and actually, you know, stay ahead of shit. And that's where, like, a lot of shit we did with the drum kits, the website, what else, merch, like a whole bunch of shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but placements, though, like I said, man, when that shit gets slow, it gets slow. Mm. It's like, that's what you depend on. And you're like, damn, I can't even... I can't even do this. I can't do that. Wait, I got to wait till I get paid. Like, nigga, and, and it takes like 30 to 60 days. Mm. You know what I'm saying? 30, 60 days, dog. That's, some, that's a lot for some money, man. You know what I'm saying? Producers always get, you know, the last. <laughs> oh, fuck. I forgot to pay him. Right, right. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's the most important nigga to solve. <laughs> you feel me? So, you know, it's like, you know, niggas got to worry about shit like that, bro. Like, that shit's, that shit's, it's a stress. The stress maker. So for dudes on YouTube now, okay, back then it was SoundClick, but it's dudes on YouTube now. Let's say they're doing well selling beats on YouTube, but they want to transition into more industry stuff. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them? They want to turn the internet into more industry stuff? Yeah, they're, they're lit on the industry, yeah. or they're lit on the internet, but they want to go the industry route. You want to switch? Man, it depends. It's just like, man, I mean, streaming and so much other shit is, I don't want to say fucked up shit, but it just made shit so disconfiguring. Like, it's like, damn, it's like so much shit going on now. You know, if you're making all your money, but you could monetize on YouTube too. So, like, producers probably make a shitload of money on YouTube. I don't know. Like, that's a different, that's a different era. Don't they get paid off of that shit, right? With the channels? I know them niggas get paid off yeah, their channels. Yeah, got their Airbit stores and stuff. Well, yeah, you can get paid off your channel, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Subscribers and shit. Hell no. I know that nigga MJ not. Nichols was making a killing yeah, on, on fucking YouTube. MJ. I know that for a fact. Shout out to MJ Nichols. That nigga is a beast at it. And, Just cut it down, right? Because I remember he was telling me, he's like, man, I'm shit. I'm, YouTube is like where it's at. Mm. And that nigga definitely killed it on, on YouTube, for sure. He still does, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
Did you no. ever um, did you ever like record people for money as a side hustle? You said record people? Yeah. Like engineer. as an engineer? Yeah, yeah. Nah, man. I I can't do that shit. I'm gonna yeah. be real. As a music producer, nah, that's something that you need to know, of course. But me, I'm like, man. I'll be feeling like I got ADD, nigga. <laughs> I'll be just focusing shit so quick because I've been, man, it's too much shit to do. It's it's technical as fuck to work on Pro Tools. I ain't gonna lie. I know how I work it like as a starter, but nigga, I ain't no pro at that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I got, I'm already learning a lot more, you know, with music besides that, you know. So, how many beats are you making a day? Like, what's your daily routine like now? Um, I mean, shit. Honestly, I'll probably make like at least one beat, but I make like three or four ideas. Mm-hmm. It might be more than that. I'm, I'm probably lying. It'll probably be like ten ideas. You know what I'm saying? Just because, just be like, I don't finish them. I just let it be a skeleton for a second. I'll come back to it like a month later type shit. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'll completely forget about it, come back to it the next following year. It usually happens like that sometimes, so. And then as far as sending out, what's your daily, like, way of sending out beats? Like, you make them. I'll send them straight them. to the homies. Mm-hmm. Straight to their phone. I don't even do the email and shit no more. Mm-hmm. I got you know. If you, you got an iPhone. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody got an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in the, in the uh, same area, like, I'll there. airdrop the motherfucker on you. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck the email shit. Yeah, I heard you say you don't even really like centipedes. You'd rather just get in the get in the Yeah, studio. like, really? Like, what the fuck you gonna, what kind of vibe you gonna get? I mean, if you're a music producer and you like creating shit, like, with an artist, yeah, nigga, of course. I gotta be in that motherfucker with you. You know what I'm saying? Put something behind that. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people don't understand, like, the producer do be giving the concept to some shit, too, mm-hmm. with the songs. You know, that's why we name our beats and shit. We put a concept behind that shit. You know what I'm saying? It sound like something. You know, so, yeah, it's important for us to be in that motherfucker. We got to create the vibe. We got to create the energy and the atmosphere in there. Mm. You know, so that's important. So we're feeling like, so like you say, you create an idea. So you uh-huh. feel like it's a monetary conversation. Right. It needs to happen to that too. But right. you could face like opposition. People would be like, nah, like right. push back. Right. Yeah, that could occur too. But shit, it's like, what else can you do? Mm. You know so yeah, like, how do you get it to where people respect it? Like, because a lot of people be like, "Well, I'm the artist, you know, I'm the one that made the idea to what it is now." I don't know. That's different. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like, how do you really answer? It? Like, you gotta be like, man, nah. Like, if you give an, art, an artist like the idea of a song, like, yeah. I mean, either way it goes, you're still a songwriter if you got the placement. So. At the end of the day, you still getting your fair share of the shit or whatever. But you know, if they like kind of like disclaiming you on the idea, if they talking about it, then yeah. I mean, everybody has their rights, right? To talk on it, speak on it. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go back to production. For samples, are you like a crate digger or going online? Crate digger and online. Mm. I love online though, because online you you mysteriously go on some shit that you like. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Me and this nigga Johnny, we good for that, bro. Like, bro, listen, we'll type in some Chinese horror movie shit and pull up the scores and listen. What mm. nigga? Our best shit come from the weird shit. Like mm. on samples, hell yeah, yeah, sir, ski. Mm. Believe that. You know, we came up, we came in, kind of, you know, sampling. Hell no. Nah. Mm. I'm like, what the fuck is it? 
Toxic biohazard. Ew, ew. Yeah, toxic biohazard <laughs> was actually fire though, man. Ew. Toxic biohazard was hard. Yeah. I used to hate it because I'd have a beat and I would save that motherfucker and it wouldn't even save the sound from that shit. Mm. That, shit that shit had me sick, man. I used to make fire on toxic. Yeah, you ever run into um any legal problems with using the samples? Hell yeah. Man. That fucking scene at all sample, that shit, man. That shit hurt my soul. Mm. I had <laughs> I wasn't even supposed to do this, but I ended up getting in contact with the motherfuckers that had the sample, which was Tazoo, this artist from Japan. Like, I sent an email and everything, like, trying to plead with them, like, hey, man, just clear this sample for me, please. (laughs) Swear to God, this is before I even knew Jay was on the song. I'm just like, man, I'm just trying to help them clear the sample. Mm Fuck it, because they said we was having some, you know, difficulties clearing it. I'm like, oh, hell no. I got to get this placement, man. I need that that bread for this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, um... I ended up hitting them niggas myself and shit. They hit me up and, you know, but they they, they took the whole cake. Yeah. They even let me get a slice. Yeah. No slice. No slice. I need some icing. Man, what, nigga? They even scraped off that shit. Damn. Damn. You know how, like, there's that, that little piece of frost and look good. You be like, oh. Yeah. It's <laughs> gone. That it's that too. That wow. shit was <laughs> vomitous. Wow. Like, oh, okay. I don't give a fuck. Watch. Man, but song came out. I'm like, man, even so, I'm like, man, I ain't gonna get no money from this shit. Mm. Not like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they collect everything off that sample. Damn, so how you not retire and be like, no, nah, don't drop it? I, mean, I know, but I know it's like. We did a replay, we did a replay version of that shit, as a matter of fact. I think with um, Dahi, me and Dahi did like a replay, if I'm not mm. mistaken, and end up not getting used because. Jeezy was in love with that sample. Mm. He didn't want no changes. You know, so at that time, whatever Jeezy was saying, man, Jesus, you know, it had to go. And mm. um, I don't know if it was the email that I contacted the motherfuckers and shit. They said they talked with Def Jam, everything was good to go. I was like, oh, okay. Cool. All right. And then that's when the declaration came, and the next thing you know, I see zero percent. Damn. I mean, this is what it is. Were you, you know able to, were you able to monetize that in other ways though, or like did it lead nah. to other opportunities? I mean, it the definitely branding. led to other opportunities. Like people start fucking with me, you know. Of course, you know what I'm saying. Like, damn, he produced Jeezy and uh, Jay Z record. Oh, he produced uh, Jay Z's best fucking record, you know that he's featured on. Hearing that shit, I'm like, bro, what? I'm like that nigga done a lot of classic features, but for niggas mm. to say that, I felt some kind of way. I was like, oh, it's real. Mm. I'm I'm doing something. You know what I'm saying? Like, people I didn't even know was hitting me up. And I'm just like, cool. This this is how I feel. You know what I'm saying? I thought I'm on top now. You know what I'm saying? But it was only the start of everything, really. Should have dropped that scene at all, drum kit, man. Man, I wish I would have, but them drums were trash. Mm. Them drums just, just came to life by Tony Ray. Tony Ray brought them motherfuckers to life. That's mm. the mix engineer. Mm-hmm. It was some it was some cool drums, but it was from like a fucking um I want to say Johnny's old ass day after tomorrow kit, Damn. which was not that's not a whack kit, but it came from that kit. But them drums was like dry, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like I ain't know how about beefing up my drums like I do now. Mm. But like I said, it came to life with the nigga Tony Ray, and he mm. he did his thing. So hey man, I gotta stop it right there. Give us some sauce on what you got doing to, to your drums right now, got huh? To. Give us some sauce on what you doing to drums right now. I mean, I'll just be peeking the motherfuckers. Really, I just mm. make sure the motherfuckers kick. You gotta just turn up what what is it, the boost? 
Just turn up the boost. The amp or whatever? Yeah, it's just the boost. No plugins, none of that? Nah. Hmm. Just gave a cheat code. Cheat code. No plugins. Yeah, no plugins. I mean, plugins is cool, but it's like, nigga, if you got the right kick, you feel right. all you gotta do is just kind of mess with the fucking Make it loud. Little, Yeah, clip it a little bit. You know, if you clip a drum, the perfect, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're gonna have a fucking <laughs> perfect. What? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're gonna have a perfect, you know, you're gonna have a perfect ass kick. You know what right. I'm saying? Maybe some kicks that just be like, right. that's cool, but it ain't got that. Right. It's got a pierce in your fucking chest, damn near. That pierce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it makes the beat, you know, in a weird way, it's like it, it gives a color. Right, right. You know, with a beat. You it know feels like more impact. Like, yeah. Especially if you know how to put the kick in that. You know right. what I'm saying? You don't just put it in throughout the whole beat. You gotta mm. pick a section where it just builds up. You know, that's the fun thing about it with the kicks. Like, and then the kick come in and just builds up the beat even more. Mm-hmm. And you be like, that small thing just made the beat a whole lot better. Mm. That's how it be. Now, you mess with a uh, soft clip or anything like that on the Master Channel? Nah. On Massive? On Master, Master Channel. Channel. Nah. What is that? On the Master Channel? You know, like a lot of sounds routed to. Oh, I thought you said the Master Channel. I was like, what is that? Like, yeah, what are you talking about? Talking about the Master Channel Fruity Loop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I'll have like Fruity Soft Clipper on this shit. That's what I say, mm. yeah, Soft Clipper. <laughs> That's yeah, all yeah. I do. Mm. Just that. You know mm. what I'm saying? Free Limited is just the devil. <laughs> I was making my show on Free Limited for like three years, dog. I ain't gonna cap you, but nigga Don Cannon was like, yo, why do you record the Free Limited one? I was like, what you mean? He's like, nigga, you supposed to add that off. That's why your shit be sounded muddy. I was like, mm. what? He's like, bro, I love that meek shit, but nigga, if I know you made that beat with Free Limited and you had the Free Limited on, nigga, that's exactly why I'm eight away. You sound like that. I was like, what you mean? He's like, bro, listen, I love it. It sounds raw, but he's like, nigga, it's so distorted. And I'm like, all right, what is it then? And he was like, man, just take that shit off. And then um, Wonder Girl put me on game with it. She was like, I, mean, I use soft clipping. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. She showed me. I was like, oh, game over. <laughs> game over, baby. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, my mama said, man. I was like, all right, I'm going to get good at this. Mm. And you know what I'm saying? That's what it ended up being. You ever got into... Ozone or uh, Maximus, none of that. Ozone, I ain't really fuck with it. You talking about Ozone to the software, right? Yeah, the, the master the, plug. Yeah, 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 not really. Like I just most of my beats be raw as fuck. Mm. Just raw, like it, it sound better raw. That's why, like, I don't like doing all that fucking mixing with the sounds because it's like taking away the engineer's job. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. What you think about? It? We cut that off. Oh yeah, that motherfucker's like uh, sound like Raiden coming through. <laughs> my bad, y'all. Spooking the shit out of my niggas. <laughs> Are you good? Yeah. I just know it's going to be hell mixing the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. Well, I almost oh, caught that I nigga. I was about to say. <laughs> Daniel, son. Daniel, son. <laughs> if I had chopsticks, just cut that nigga. <laughs> oh, hell no. Yeah. Like, you, oh, and like, you know, uh, nutrient, like, um, a lot of times when we listen, like, because we do, like, beat critiques and we'll listen to, like, mm-hmm. people's beats. Can you talk more, like, a little bit about spacing in 808s? Because I feel like a lot of times when people... They put too many kicks. So they put too many eight aways. Like, what's what's your motto? Like, what do you let it breathe? Yeah. I mean, as far as like with the pattern. Yeah, just like in general. Like, like what's boom, your, boom, like what's your philosophy? Like, I don't like to. Yeah, I don't like just making just boom, 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 boom. I mean, it's just like. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. Yeah, going everywhere. Uh, yeah, it gives you a whole shit. Whoa. A heart attack coming. It's a cheeseburger. It's getting real. Hell no. Don't get me wrong. There's probably motherfuckers that make fire shit doing that. You know, the special EDM niggas. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, nigga. It's fly fucking. He only man. fucking with y'all too. Yeah, right, right, nigga. Like light skinned niggas, dog. Swear to God. Swear to God, bro. This nigga got something against us. But no, um. Nah, spacing it out definitely means a lot. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it simple. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes simplicity is best. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to a beat and you're doing too much on the 808 and you're doing like all the... Slides, slides. Yeah, the slides, like if it's like, man, I'm going to get sick. You know what I'm saying? It's like trying to do too much. You know what I'm saying? No, no disrespect to anybody doing that shit. Shout out to you know niggas that's really doing that, but making it sound good. Mm-hmm. Like Wonder Girl, like I heard Wonder Girl and fucking Eastbound doing that shit first. If I'm not mistaken, and they killed that shit. Mm. And next you know, you heard from everywhere and shit. I'm like, oh, the sound took off, but it's the weirdest slides how it like comes in on the patterns on the ones and the twos, like, damn, all right. But mm. like I said, man, I mean, keep them simple. Keep the airway simple. Mm. And now so so y'all came from the era like before VSTs, had a sample. VSTs became a thing, you know, hypersonic, Nexus. Mm-hmm. Hypersonic. Hypersonic. That's, that's the OG. <laughs> Virusonic. <laughs> Torosonic. What? Listen, man. That shit fucked up. Audio's easy. What was it? Audio's, oh, right? Ooh. <laughs> ooh, we going to have to put the bleep on. Yeah, we got to put the bleep on. Ooh. Listen, bro, you can't afford this shit, right, man? Bro, exactly. I, I stole your drum kit, bro. I was stealing all them shit. But I have nobody. Hey, nigga, please do your thing. I was like, I've been wanting to get this on my chest for years. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest, the weirdest situation ever. Like, yo, I stole your kid a few years ago. I'm like, shit. Yeah, that usually right. the case. But it'd be cool though. You know, hearing them stories, right? Because niggas be really going through it. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, but what I was saying. So yeah, so y'all came from the era no VSTs then became an era where it's like, if you didn't know what you were doing with VSTs, you're just left in the dust. And now we're in the era where a lot of guys aren't even, don't even have VSTs. They're just downloading loops, downloading samples and stuff. <laughs> What's that transition yeah, been like? Yeah, that transition been going on for years. People just now getting hip to samples. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? This motherfucking niggas used to create them shits online. MVP loops and shit. You know what I'm saying? What's that? MVP loops is like where you get loops from. Like oh, you could like, like used to buy Yeah, you could get loops for drums. You could get from snares, hi-hats, nigga, melodies, bass. And niggas could just clip sounds from that shit. You mm, know what I'm saying? Right. Or pick sounds from that shit. You know what I'm saying? So it became really easy. Like, once you knew how to chop shit and use a sample, like, niggas like, bro, this is free game. Right. Nigga, free melodies? Nigga, what? <laughs> Download. Right. What? Nigga about to make a banger out this bitch. Bro, did that all the time, nigga. Made money off of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Sample game been going on for years. People just getting hip to that shit. People now getting money for it. So oh, right. when niggas make samples like Frank Dukes and Q Beats, uh, Oz, OZ, um, who else? Western, Western what? What's his name? Yeah, Western Weiss and all them niggas, Nils and One Mind, like all them niggas, they get paid for that shit now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like even if they put packs out there for sale, like. With they drums or this they melodies, you know them niggas get credit from that shit. All right, they get paid up. They front. get paid up front, and then they also get the back end. They mm-hmm. get the back end, and they oh, get yeah. points. Right, it's a hustle. 
niggas can't get hustled no more. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, nigga, no matter what, we're going to push you out like that. We put our drum kit doing the same shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's how you going to make your money. You make a lot of money doing that shit. Right. Straight up. And then, so I know you you collab with Q Beats and them um, a couple times. Uh, Goosebumps. A couple times. A hundred times. Mm. Man, I, man, we got them niggas rich. Mm. Me, Boy Wonder, we got them niggas bags. On God. On God we did. They the homies. But we got them niggas solid. How did how did uh Goosebumps specifically come about? Uh, I was already cool with Travis. Me and Travis was the bros from all the way since 2012 type shit. And um we just stayed in contact, you know, and um he was working on Rodeo, I think. And um I ended up sending beats for that. It was a beat that this nigga Mikey Rocks ended up using that he used for Rodeo and shit that didn't make it on Rodeo because that song came out. But I could have heard me on Rodeo, but didn't. And, oh, so um, Travis ain't use it? Nah, he didn't because he heard it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So um, that was a wrap of that. And then I think he started working on, what was the next album? With the fire, with the truck, the monster truck and shit. Mm-hmm. Days after the rodeo. No, oh, birds in the trap. Not birds, birds in the trap. Before birds in the trap. I'm too high. I can't remember. With the action figure. I know what you're talking about. I know exactly. What you're the one where he's falling. Yeah. Like to the side. Yeah, black. Yeah, black youngster on there. No, black youngster was on birds in the trap. Probably days before the rodeo. No, no. I know what you're talking about. Google. Google Travis didn't drop so many damn projects, man. But anyway. But um, yeah. He was um after all them albums came out, whatever, um, he hit me up on FaceTime and shit. And it was like, uh, he working on the next album and shit. He need me to send him some beats. I was like, I bet. He's just like, man, send me all your best shit. I'm like, I bet that. So um me and my bro, uh Davion. Young exclusive. I made the beat with the QB sample. I didn't like the 808s on there and shit. Or the uh the pattern on them. So I ended up sending him. I was like, man, figure out that shit with the 808. Like, cause I'm going two different ways with it. And then next thing you know, he sends it back within like 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Done. I sent it right to Travis. Travis uh texts me back. He's like, hey, don't get rid of this. I'm like, cool, bet. So um, he ended up sending me the idea, like a rough of Goosebumps, because the beat was originally called Goosebumps. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what the sample was called too, right? I don't know what the sample was called. Probably I don't even know. We just called it beat Goosebumps. Well, so I don't know if the sample was called Goosebumps. I don't. I have to look that up. Yeah, I think it probably it was, was. We got we got the pack with, For with that sample. So yeah, it's yeah. probably called Goosebumps unless they renamed it like, hey, that's the Goosebumps sample. Right, right, right. But um. Yeah, after that, um, I had the rough of it. And it was just his verse and then it cuts off. And then probably, I want to say, like a month later, a video came out of him in the studio playing it. And um, it built up like some buzz and shit. And this when Birds and Trap, uh, C. McKnight ended up getting that buzz. And then... um. Around that time, the nigga Kendrick ended up jumping on the record. I think through Brock. 
I don't know how the hell this shit happened, to be real. And um, I remember the nigga uh, Dot sent me the record. And he was like, listen this. I was like, what is this? It was this verse. And I was like, oh, shit. So I'm hearing it. I'm like, oh, this nigga killing it. So I bet we got a record. We got a stanger for real. So Birds in the Trap came out with fucking August, September of 2015. 2016? Wait. Birds in the Trap came out in 2016. Right? Okay, 2016. Damn, that's a long ass time. So, yeah, that motherfucking record went up. And next thing you know, like, right before the album dropped, he did that radio show on Beast One and um, played both of the records I did on the album, the Through the Late Night and Goosebumps. And shit went up. And then, Next thing you know, fucking Goosebumps became a single and shit. It was crazy. I I was I was impressed by that shit. Straight up, mm-hmm. that shit was fun. I didn't know that record was gonna go crazy like that. It's like eight times platinum. Facts. Yeah. I was just on the Wikipedia and shit this morning when I was doing my little research and shit. Who's gonna go diamond? Ain't no wrong having two diamond records. Mm. Out of all the songs you produce, what's your favorite? What's been your favorite one, and why is it your favorite one? My favorite one, mm-hmm. personally, um, I'm gonna say "Mesmerized" because, like I said, I made that shit the day my daughter was born. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that beat meant a lot to me. So, um, that's definitely my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made a lot of dope shit, but it's just like that beat just stands out. That's like the star of my growth, my my hunger. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My uh, dedication. You know what I'm saying? Like my meaning of doing what I do now, which is making music and who I'm doing it for. So it got real, you know what I'm saying? Off of that one song. So it's like, I I got to keep it going now. So that song right there, like that started, uh, you know, because everybody's like, oh man, this shit mesmerized. Everybody just talks about it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I literally made that beat the day my daughter was born in the hospital room. Mm. Like, just right there, just chilling, like happy as hell. Like, man, make some happy shit. Right. I make some happy shit. Mm-hmm. And then Mesmerize came out, and I ended up sending the beat to Mac Miller and Wiz. So that's a dope ass story. <laughs> For real. Mm. So, so the same way you were hesitant about like signing to a label, mm-hmm. was it the same way when it came to like a pub deal situation? Or? I mean, at that time, like, man, you had to really have some shit in the pipeline to get a pub deal. Like, you had to really have some shit going. Like, if you wasn't working with Drake or, you know, Kendrick or, um, you know, just Cole, all the big artists, you know what I'm saying? Like, you had to have a lot of shit in your pipeline to get a pub deal with a decent one versus an admin. You know, you get admin, but it's like, ain't going to be enough money, especially if you got kids, you got a family. But, but you mean just up front? Because the admin, over a period of time, you'll get the same or if not more money, right? Yeah, I mean it depends. Like you could get a um you could get an actual pub deal where it's uh, you know, you sign for some years, you know what I'm saying, and you know, they collect this, they collect that, and they give you this much for an advance, you know what I'm saying? Um, versus an admin. Admin just gives you, you know, it's a short deal. You know, they only give you like what it depends what kind of you know, what kind of person you're dealing with too. You know what I'm saying? Anybody get admin deal, big niggas get admin deals and they get a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? And the niggas is coming up, you know, they looking for a quick paycheck, 25, 50,000, something. You know, you take that quick, you know, 25, 50,000, especially if you just, you know, it's just you. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's different. And um, I forgot what they called the other pub deals. That's where I fuck up at right here. Back here. I don't even know what the hell it's called. It'll come tomorrow. But like I said, it's two different type of pub deals that you go with. So it just depends how much money you want. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking like, damn, nigga, life really hard, you at rock bottom with it, yeah, go for the 2550. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you know you can get out of that shit quick, you're doing this, you're doing that, you got shit placed, you shine no worries. So, but the benefits of signing an actual big pub deal versus the admin would just be the upfront money, right? For real. I mean, you got to think about it too. You get royalties. For both of you know them, right? Yeah, but you get, like, if you ask for BMI. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So you got other income coming from that too, depending on what the records is doing. If the records getting played on the radio every day and shit and this and that and making some kind of noise and yeah. You make a lot of money off of that shit. ASCAP right. and BMI. Like, that's really, like, the main source of income when it comes to shit because you can pay every three quarters. So, that shit's lovely. <laughs> if you if you out there working, working, there's a lot of niggas is working. Like, vouch for this, like, nigga, ASCAP or BMI, you you eating, you working. Straight up. That's what the motivation comes from that shit, too. You know what I'm saying? You can see how much doing this, doing that quarterly, all that. And you see how much you're getting, you like, oh, shit. Nigga, you start from getting a hundred dollars, maybe less than that, fifty to, you know, you could say a million dollars or some shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And royalties and all that. Like that shit. Trust me. For real. It's probably niggas that get more than that. I can't imagine what them niggas, them Beatles niggas get. Mm. Them niggas from the Beatles probably be <laughs> clocking cheese, nigga. Like whoever they sign with. That that older music be crazy because you're going on Spotify now and that shit'll have hundreds of millions of streams. It's like, damn, this shit. <laughs> Timeless. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like truly timeless music. That shit could have just came out. You know it's crazy I mean? that CDs ain't even around no more like that. Mm. And now it's streaming. Sheesh. Niggas have more access to music on their phones than anything. You don't even need a car to hear music no more. Right. <laughs> it's wild. Right. I mean, you could if you had a disc, man, but nigga, nobody wants to change CDs every fucking time. Hell no. <laughs> you oh. got fucking music on your phone that you can just buy right here. You ain't gotta go to Sam Goody or Best Buy to buy CDs no more. You buy music on your phone. You ain't right. gotta buy that shit. You ain't gotta buy it. Or you ain't even gotta risk the lime wire. You ain't gotta risk the lime wire no more. Because I was an actual frost wire. Right. All that shit changes everything, man. Especially for producers. Like, nigga, it's like the music business is fast as fuck. It's fast. You know what I'm saying? You either get with it or you get left behind for real, for real. Let's hear some of these uh these fan questions. All right, bet. So yeah, we um we got some fan questions we want to get to. Um, first one, shout out to uh Crackalack. That's our guy, my um, boy Crackalack. Yeah, he be supporting definitely. Um, he says, "What was the what was the key major thing that got you in the right position?" Really, man. Um, me working with Wiz, you know what I'm saying? Like, it came from that, and just really progressing. And then, you know, following the right places with the right people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That that took me to, you know, where I'm at now. You know what I'm saying? So it really came from that. That was the start of it all. But what was the key to even get in that position? Man, shit. Really dedication, working. Shit, believing in that shit. And then answering Chevy's call. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I had bubble guts. <laughs> Nigga could, you know, I probably wouldn't be, I mean... I'll probably be in another position with it, you know what I'm saying? But um, if I ain't go out, 
that night and meet with Wiz and he got to, you know, hang with me and shit. You know what I'm saying? It probably been, I don't know, probably been different. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the only way he got beats from me. Then next thing you know, he gives me the email for me to send more beats. And I ended up sending Mesmerize and all that shit. And like I said, that's how we took off. So, but the way you were moving around, like you said, you took the cab ride to Big T's. You know what I mean? You were trying to run down to people. What mm-hmm. what is what does that look like nowadays? Because a lot of producers are like, you know, if I'm if I'm just at my at my house, I don't know nobody. I don't start to meet people. Man, the internet is your friend. Better utilize that shit. Like, I'm never scared to hit motherfuckers up on Twitter, Instagram, you name it. I was hitting niggas up. Like, hey, I got beats. What's your email, man? Um, it's cool I could do it A and R's or whatever, but it's like, you know, no disrespect to A and R's, but it's like, does A and R's be really knowing what the artists need or what the artists want type shit? You know, I heard sometimes it's a lot of capital that goes with the A and R's. Yeah, too. sometimes you want to be in depth with the artists because you want to understand what the artists are trying to do. You know, what I'm saying see their vision so you can enhance their vision. You know, so you know that's a very important you know key to that shit. You know, what I'm saying like I said, A and R don't get me wrong, they do their job, they do what they're supposed to do, but it's like the producing the artists that make the sound. Mm-hmm. They do what they do. You know what I'm saying? You got to look at it. So that's always been the way. That's always been the goddamn, you know, recipe to it all. It's the artist and the producer. You know what I'm saying? You got to look at Mustard and YG. You got to look at fucking DJ Paul and Juicy J. Like, all them niggas, like, for 3 Six Mafia. Like, all these niggas created something. You know what I'm saying? A sound and everything. Lil John, same shit. You know, so it's like, I take shit from like that. You know what I'm saying? Try to figure it out and try to do it my way. Mm. Straight up. Facts. Um, let's talk. Let's see. Uh, uh, this is a good one right here. Uh, shout out to Jay Razor Twenty Two. What's one piece of advice you would give to yourself if you could go back ten years? <laughs> Man, damn. Um, that's a good ass question, there, buddy. Um. Not everybody gonna be your friend. Feel me? This stop coming into this shit thinking everybody gonna be cool with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Stop thinking that you know everybody's on your side type shit. Mm-hmm. You know, do what's best for you. You know what I'm saying? Keep going. You know, uh, it gets bumpy ahead. <laughs> it definitely do. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's gonna be some turmoil. You know, it's gonna be some obstacles that's gonna you know be thrown at you. You know, but you could you could get around that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Because at that time, though, I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this shit. You know what I mean? But I kept going. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know, bro. It's, that's a tricky-ass question because you go both ways with it. Like, I advise myself to, yeah, not know that this shit's all like smoke and mirrors. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, you got to be careful out here. It's tricky, so... Protect your shit. That's what I would say. Protect your shit. In what way? Like, protect your sound. Protect your craft. Everything. You know what I'm saying? That's a must for anybody. Everybody will tell you that. You know, you want to protect your shit. Of course, it's gonna be people that's inspired by your shit that might do the same shit or you know do something similar. That's inspiration. You know what I'm saying? All our sounds come from inspiration. You know, from something from some time in there. You know what I'm saying? So there's nothing ever wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? Niggas appreciate that shit. You know, everybody else, you know, same thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm just worried some people at home will take that as, 
oh, I, sh- I can't send my beats out. You know what I mean? I, I hear some people like, oh, how do I copyright my beats and stuff like that? You know, we've had our conversations like, that shit is really unnecessary. No one's out here copywriting their beats and stuff like that. I mean, for niggas to your beat, bitch, just lawyer up. Right. That's just what it is. Yeah, niggas can mail their beats to themselves if they put them on CDs or some shit. Right. Which is, you know, whatever. This nigga still that doing shit so many times. I've never heard anyone actually. Poor man copyright shit. Right, right. Yeah, if it's a nigga still doing that, that nigga's like 48 years old. I'm almost saying. No, but um, if he is, you know, shout out to that nigga. <laughs> wherever, wherever he at. But, you know, if a nigga steal your shit, whatever, bro, yeah. You better take your ass up to whatever lawyer that you got. It's an entertainment. Or find one. That's all. And then go to court. You know what I'm saying? It's that simple. You know, I mean, yeah, people are scared. They shit getting bit and everything else, but that's just what it is. How else anybody going to fuck with you? You got to come different. Do something that's different. And it'll catch the right people's ears. That's all it is. You know what I'm saying? If you try and sound like your favorite producer all the damn time, it's like, it ain't going to work for you. you you're not going to shine equally. Like, you, you're going to be behind somebody's shadow with it. You know, you don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? You want to be, you want you want to stand out as much as everybody else that you look up to. Mm. You know, every producer that you might look up to in this industry is successful and actually doing something impacting with a sound. You know what I'm saying? You want to be in that same circle of people that are coming with something different. There's nothing wrong with doing something different, ever. Like, that shit is the best shit ever. Like, that makes me more intrigued with music is when I hear something different. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. It's always a good thing for a fresh, you know, breath there and all that. So I'm not against anything like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just we got to appreciate it. People are inspired. People look up to us. What you going to tell them not to look up to us? Nigga, stop. (laughs) Nigga, hate me, nigga. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't be that way. Mm. Um... Produced by Hero. I don't know no. how that shit made it on here. But <laughs> this probably came from the Bubble the Bubble Guts collab. Uh, or the Bubble Guts story said, have you ever farted during a collab? And if so, did they cancel the session? Who what? Huh? Who said hey, who said this? Sounds like a problem. Who said this? Who said this? Pride by Hero. Hey man, shout out to you, dog. If I ever had That's the bubble guts and had a collab with somebody in the studio. They canceled the session? <laughs> nah, man. Not to my understanding. I did fart in the studio one time. Yeah. And I thought this nigga, um, Charles Gambino kind of like, I swear to God. a wave. Because <laughs> he disappeared. I was like, Damn. and I could just, you know how you can look at it from the side of your peripheral, you just see a nigga like, <laughs> look at you like, nigga. <laughs> I thought he looked like that. And I just see the walk from behind, like, walk out. I was like, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, boy. Just cleared the room, man. It might have been the Bojangles. I ain't going to cap you, man. <laughs> yeah. The Bojangles, it was that goddamn, um, that sweet potato turnover. That little pie they have. <laughs> man, what a time. What a time. What a bold question. Shout yeah, bold question. Dude. Shout out to that dude, though. Yeah, Charles Gambino didn't leave the session, though. He came back. He probably just had to be like, man, this stinky motherfucker in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to my Libra, bro, man. Mm. Make sure you're in them, uh, the seats that absorb. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Nigga, that might be a goddamn hustle right there. <laughs> Niggas might need a, what that is a, what? Take that out of there. <laughs> 
<laughs> wait, hold on. <laughs> Cut that way. Chop it up about that. <laughs> hey, no shit like that. <laughs> there's no, there's no chairs that's like that. They ain't got absorb, no chairs like that. Let absorb like, fart. No, the ones that's made for just capturing. <laughs> that's what an old yes. grandma couch. <laughs> yeah, nigga, but what airplane we made couch a chair like, like that for studios. Like you know how niggas. <laughs> hell nigga, nah, that. They, hell nah. Might nigga, that make far. money. That make say, money. That shit, that shit might be a little. Nigga, but man, there's one stinky motherfucker here, engineer man. That nigga stank like a motherfucker. That, that chair would be so unsanitary. <laughs> nigga, that chair for. <laughs> nah, every time you get up, you just change the shit out. It's like a little, uh, like, like a diaper. For it's reloadable. It's, it's like a sheet. It's like a stinky sheet. That bitch reloadable. It's like a leather. On top is leather and shit, but underneath is like the sticky, big old wax paper. Just catches all this shit. Producer like, grind. Look at all that air, man. No, producer diapers. Producer diapers. <laughs> producer diapers. Yeah, coming soon. Coming to a Paramount. 24-7, you gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> right, right, right. Coming to a Paramount near you. Producer litter Pro box. Tools, com- Pro Tools compatible. <laughs> Works compatible with all software. <laughs> so, um... Oh, snap. So we, uh, we've been working with Sunny Digital um, on our producer Town Hall series, as well as, like, you know, really trying to take the steps to form a, right. a producer union. Um... What when you when you off the top of your head when you hear producer union what are some things that you would think they need to do for producers? What you mean, such as like what like what is what is one thing that producers are kind of out here uh, on their own with where right. you know help with someone might you know as far as getting paid you know what I mean it's getting paid on time and all that stuff. Man, what I mean, Sonny Sonny's a nigga that's known for speaking his mind. He don't give a fuck who hears him, who sees him. Like that's a nigga that's. That's been my bro since day one. Like, I respect that nigga to the fullest. And when he speak up for us, you know what I'm saying? Speak my mind. I'm like, all right, this nigga got me inspired to speak my mind with this shit. Mm. So it's like, he has every right. You know what I'm saying? We do, you know, go through a lot of bullshit. You know, as music producers, you know, we like, you know, the last to come with it. You know, we the last ones to get paid. You know what I'm saying? We have to go through the bullshit with the price of this and that. You know, the the back and forth lawyer talk because of this and that. You know, we got to deal with that shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of crazy, you know what I'm saying, that we have to fight for, you know, our recognition with it. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't get that a lot at all. Why do you think that is? I don't know, man. Because, you know, the artists definitely, you know, they the bigger picture. You know what I'm saying? The artists supposed to be the bigger picture. But, you know, the artists that you love and this producer that they work with frequently, don't get that much, you know, shine recognition. Kind of, you know, it's weird in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like, that nigga should be shining too. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it wasn't for that nigga, you know, this nigga won't be where he at. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of producers built a lot of motherfuckers up. You know what I'm right. saying? They don't get the, you know, recognition they deserve like that. You know what I'm saying? And if they do, you know, it's like every once in a blue moon with it. But, like I said, I feel like niggas just should get their respect more often. You know what I'm saying? Because we do make the sound you know we do create the bounce of everything you know so it's like we are the main factor of the whole shit the paintbrush of this shit really you know what I'm saying so it's like you know we are the magic of it you know what I'm saying you could put an album out with just acapellas and what's that album gonna do only nigga who went platinum off an of acapella album was Jay-Z with the Black Album mm. well he dropped the acapella version he dropped the album al- yeah in 2003 2004 and that shit was platinum on its own on his own. Because wow, everybody got to remix that shit. That's why the Beatles did that. Or they did a little Beatles mashup and shit. Mm. They did some oh, other. Oh, and the Linkin Park shit. Yeah, yeah. 
I know yeah. Nipsey had dropped the uh, acapella album too. I think it was the yeah, it was a uh, Victory Laps. Nah, it wasn't Victory Laps. Nah, was Not Victory Laps. Um, I think it was TMC. The TMC, the red cover one. No, it was the blue. Was the red was the one with the beats on it, and then the blue was the acapella. That's one. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. I gotta find that now. Damn, it's on Spotify. Right. It's on Spotify. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm about to. Yeah, I'm about to fuck with that. Mm. Hell yeah. Long live Nip. Thanks. So have you had have you had any uh, horror stories when it comes to getting paid for records? <laughs> I mean, we we all do. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just part of the you know being in this industry. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's so much shit that people gotta go through. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like I gotta put it almost like damn, like bro, like come on, man, like we should be getting paid. Like when these niggas getting paid. <laughs> what's my pack like where where? how can I get my cut like what's up man like why I gotta go through the bullshit why I gotta wait 60 days you know for me to get paid and this and that you know there's been situations where I still ain't been paid you know what I'm saying but it's like it's what happens you know what I'm saying it's like some bullshit that always occurs that stops that so you gotta deal with the bullshit you know what I'm saying and now you you know in the mix of all this back and forth you know and it's like it creates a stress. You know what I'm saying? Because you're trying to get your money. You're trying to get, you know, trying to feed your fam and shit. So, you know, I take it a different way. You know, when I don't get paid on time or I'm being played with, you know, with this and that, you know, that's regarding any kind of check or whatever, you know, it's because I got kids to feed. You know, this is how I feed my family. So it takes effect on me personally, you know. So we really fight for this shit. And, you know, we gain much more respect in the industry. Don't get me wrong. We definitely are. You know, people are showing us more respect with it. You know what I'm saying? We actually getting more recognition behind the shit that we do. So, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't be more proud of that. You know, we just got to keep going for it, though, and not stopping with it. <clears throat> you know, letting them know, like, yeah, we do this shit, too. You see Sonny rap, too, and, like, right, right. and he's good at it. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we could do that shit, you know, the same way. I did the same shit. I put out a project back in June or July, you know what I'm saying, on, on some random shit. You know what I'm saying? Just because we was having fun, I was like, man, fuck it. You know, on the show, we do all this shit. You know, it's just showing our range. Mm-hmm. Like, we can have fun and still get respected for it. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with it. You know, if it's a producer that raps out there right now that's up and coming, he doesn't even got nothing for himself and he rap, niggas, shit, take your power and use both of them motherfuckers. Niggas can go somewhere with that shit, for real. You're paying yourself. You ain't got to pay no producer, so nigga, you get up there to that level, nigga, you... You got a big-ass budget to yourself. You can do whatever the fuck you want, nigga. So that's for, like, producers that rap, too, and they just don't want to take that chance. But shit, you can go somewhere with that shit. And I love that shit, too. When a nigga rap on his own beats, like, damn, like, you, like, interested, like, to know more. Like, damn, this nigga got some sound to him. You know what I'm saying? That's why Pierre, like, cold to me. Like, his shit fire. Like, a nigga could rap and he could, you know, do the beats. We definitely heard the tape that y'all um that y'all did with is it is it another one the, one of the fan questions was is it another one of those on the way? You said well, I'm sorry. Uh, the tape you did with Pierre or the album you did with Pierre? Oh yeah, we did that out of nowhere. We did that shit in a week. We was going to um we was going to Kane's Chicken on the way. Like he we was making like the last bit of the project like that last week, and we was going to Kane's like three times, Kane's Chicken and. We made that shit off of Kane's Chicken in That's a week. That's some shit out here. Yeah. They got one in Texas, too. Mm-hmm. And then we did the project in a week, and we dropped it the next following week, and it goes up. Mm-hmm. 
Like, Pierre's been like the bro since the beginning. Like, when his name was Jigga Jinx, he was, his boy was trolling me once upon a time. <laughs> we started beefing, and then we ended up being cool. And um, like I said, he, his name was Jigga Jinx. And um, we always been cool ever since that. And then he told me when we was in the studio, and he was like, remember Jigga Jinx? I was like, yeah. He was like, nigga, that was me. I was like, what? Nigga, it'll be a whole other situation, like with me and him. Like, like nigga been knew me, you know, not been knowing him. So, and that's how we just started working more. We just like, fuck it, let's do a project. And we had the cover done like a whole year ahead of time. And we were going to just drop it when we had the project together because we were just working on songs bit by bit. Mm. And, um, that project came out and everybody fucked with it, dog. I was I was happy about that one. That was one of my favorite pieces of work. That means you and Andre's stuff gonna drop. Huh? <laughs> huh? Uh-huh. When does that happen? Cut. Yeah. No, um. Double six. Shout out to 3K, man. Um. Um, yeah. Uh say less. About that question. Say no, I'm playing. I'm playing with y'all, man. Um man, really I'm just sitting, you know, just sitting with some shit. You know what I'm saying? Just we got some shit. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to shout out to Big Bro, man. That's that's very somebody like that's like, you know, the big homie. Like, that's my dog. Um Yeah, we got some shit. I can't say for what. I can say for I can say for me. For sure, for sure. But, you know, I don't know what he's doing, to be honest, right now. But I know he's playing a flute in random places. For real? Yeah. It's popping up, right? Yeah. Like, out of random see. places. Airport, goddamn yeah. hoagie spots, whatever. <laughs> he's playing a flute. Barnes and Nobles. Somebody said he was at Barnes and Noble playing the flute. Yeah. Like, nigga, you know how peaceful that shit sound? Niggas, mm. niggas a walking Spike Lee movie. Mm. <laughs> the man with the flute. <laughs> Spike Lee, if you man, I need my credit if you do do that. <laughs> no, but um, I mean that's huge just to even be able to work with him. Like, it's like it's a trippy experience. Dog. He right. came to my house on some dope shit. Like, I thought he was playing. Man, shout out to JG by the way, JCG. That's big bro. Um, I met this nigga at Rack Daddy's. It's a pool hall place. Rack in the hood. Daddy's. Yeah, Rack Daddy's in Dallas, man. <laughs> Dallas, baby, triple D, baby. You hear me, man? God damn me. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to two one four with it, man. Um Yeah. So um JG was like, man, come out here. I'm at Rag Daddy's. I'm like, man, which Rag Daddy's you at? This nigga was like, Whew. nigga, road trip. Road trip land, like type shit. So I'm like, fuck. And the the brakes on my Range Rover had just went out. Swear to God. And this, man, this had been a rough period of time, too, because I was like, man, brakes was like, damn deal, like, $1,000 a pair. To what? what? On a Range Rover? Listen, dog. Some yeah. They're expensive as fuck. It's Dang. a Jaguar. You know what I mean? Dang. So I'm like, bro, I can't even spend that bread right now. I got I to gotta stack this shit up. Well, I'm tweaking. Somebody, and it was raining on God. So, uh. It's like everything, every bad situation man, possible. Man, listen. I'm on the edge of my bed. I'm just like, shit, do I make this trip or what? 
asked my girl, I'm like, what I should, what I should do? She's like, you should just go in here and do it. Go meet that nigga. And I was like, but, but, but the brakes fucked up. She's like, pray. Like, bet. <laughs> pray. And I was like, man, on the way there, man, I'm like, man, if I get one slip, it's a wreck. Like, phew. like my brakes are, Nigga, my brakes were so bad, I parked across the street from Rack Daddy's. The squeaky. Wait, nigga, listen. Nigga, there's a picture of me and Andre. Nigga, you can see my car parked across the street. Like, nigga, I'm like, uh-uh. Ain't nobody about to hear this madness. So, um, I walk in. I see JG. JG got like two Coronas in his He's like, what's up, baby? I'm like, what's up, man? Ting, ting. He's like, all right, cool. You drink? Yeah, Corona. <laughs> Corona, whatever. And then um, he walks me over. I see a nigga with an orange beanie on. I'm like, man, I know that ain't Andre, dog. He's like, come on, man. I'm like, nigga, that's Andre, nigga. He's like, what? I'm like, nigga, that's Andre, nigga. <laughs> like, I'm whispering to this nigga. He's like, man, just... hey, Andre. He's like, man, look, man, this can't be the man. I'm like, oh, shit. I just shook this nigga hand magical. <laughs> it's like, nigga, it's like, nigga, when Bruce Leroy found the glow, like that goat, shh. Mm. Like, oh! <laughs> so, chop it up with him and shit. He's like, man, what, what you got going on this week, man? I was like, man, nothing, man. I'm chilling. You know what I'm saying? What's something with you? Like, man, you got a studio at your crib? I was like, yup. <laughs> He's like, man, let's do something tomorrow. I'm like, I right, bet. No fucking way, dog. No fucking way. I'm thinking in my head, this, this man playing. Man, next day come, man, this nigga hits me up. So I'm like, damn, this nigga for real. It's about, man, hell yeah. He's like, man, what's up, man? Woo-woo. Man, you, what you doing today? I'm like, man, I'm cool, man. You you want to pull up? Man, I was going to ask you. I was like, all right, bet, pull up, dog. Man, it's pulled up, bro, and a little discovery. I was like, man, this nigga pulled up real peaceful, man. <laughs> Playing a flute. Wait, man, dog, listen, dog. The nigga pulled up, man. He's just like, oh, that's a nice house you got. Like, man, thank you, bro. Psh. Wait till you see my studio. <laughs> my studio decked out with all kind of posters and shit, man. All kind of crazy shit. I got a bunch of videos on my phone. Like, for me and this nigga, like, being in the studio at my house and shit. On my other, it's an old-ass iPhone. But this nigga, man, like, we were watching figure ice skating. And I was just like, man, why do these niggas be doing this shit? Like, I'm like, man, I don't know. Like, damn, like. And I asked him, I was like, man, what made you dress like the way you dress? He's like, man, I just want to look like a nigga from outer space. I was like, damn. He said he just wanted to look like a nigga from outer space. Yeah, like this whole time, bro. Like, damn, <laughs> man. Like, you know, like, I'm having a conversation with this nigga about sushi and goddamn figure ice skating. <laughs> and next, you know, I'm just like, man, let me get back to making these beats. Play the beat and shit. He's like, man, I like that. He's like, is Mike hot? I was like, nah, fuck. Let me get together, nigga. I'm stumbling this shit in my house, nigga. I'm trying to put the mic together. Nigga, it took me like 30 minutes, and then next thing you know, I got the little shit going, whatever. I'm recording through GarageBand, mind you. The song that we did, this nigga Johnny Giuliano had to mix it. It was so rough. Dog, it probably sound hard as hell on the raw side with it. The, the first version I sent, Distortion. Man. Mm. Yeah. 
And we, we made That's a, how he be doing it? Man, what? Bruh, listen. This nigga, there's so many records I got with this nigga, bruh. Like, with this nigga just freestyling. Like, a bunch of shit. Not stopping. Yeah, like, but in that song that we got in particular, like, that song is different. Like, people hear some. I just, I just got put together the right way. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And once I do that, it'll come out. Hell yeah. I just got to make sure the color's right. Three stacks, if yeah. you're watching. Yeah, three stacks. Yeah. Where y'all niggas going? Y'all out? You got a wife beer on like here in Miami. <laughs> um, Where y'all going? Man, give me a... Uh, man, just give me a cookies and cream. That's a cookie. Yeah, seriously. My buddy, my friend. For you, my friend? 3,000. Yo, man, uh, one of the last things, man, Um, we know we already heard you talk about uh, how the God's Plan beat came about and everything, but um, I want to know why the 154.4 BPM, was that something you did or something they did after? That's something they did after. Oh, okay. Mm. It, was a, it was a little slow before that. Um, I don't remember the BPM. Like one, it might be like 140. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. It might have been a lot slower than that. It was slower. It wasn't like super slow to the point. It just got a little bit more of a bounce. It was in the pocket. And um, like I said, boy one that came through and did what he had to do. And then I think for you did the other part too with the little breakdown and shit. So you ever been making beats with like decimals, like point four or whatever? Like nah, that? nah, nah, ever. Yeah, I thought we was gonna get some sauce. I was like, nah, man. I just <laughs> man, I just keep everything raw, like for real, Fact, for real. Yeah. Like I said, like I said, when I do all the other shit, I be telling him because this nigga is a fucking sound genius. This nigga Johnny Giuliano. This nigga. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga would make the dirtiest drum sound so clean. I'm like, Johnny, man, what you do, man? <laughs> fucking magical at his hand. His hand turns into blue flame and shit. <laughs> He's ready to work. And his foot tap taps up gas and shit. <laughs> It's like an engine. That's Johnny right there, dog. <laughs> Fucking magic fingers, man. I swear the guy's gonna be a movie made by him, nigga. Walt Disney pictures. Oh, my mama, son, nigga. We gotta get paid for that. Hell yeah, man. We giving out ideas of Walt Disney, everybody, man. Come right. on, fuck with your boy records. Somebody gonna get a million dollar startup off this. Wait, man, right. come on. Holla at your boys, man. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta count these niggas in too, though. Let's for get the it, merch. Yeah. Producer diapers. You gotta yeah, producer diapers. diapers. <laughs> man, <laughs> what? Disney going movies. up. All kind of shit. Don't throw the Beatmaker logo on it. Yeah, Sir Skin. They... Pretty sure they got these on their website. Yeah. Not right so, now. They sold out right now. Oh, they sold out, but guess what? I got mine. Did you, did. did you get yours? Hey, hey. Oh, the ashtrays, yeah, the ashtrays. Those exclusive, we well, never dropped those yet either. Appreciate that. Oh, yeah, my bad for the ashes. Oh, no, no I gave it to him. You good? Um, so, yeah, man, last uh, last but not least, man, is it true you really out here making beats naked, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, man, you know, I, I wear naked. <laughs> Depends on the move, man. If Walk into the wrong sunny, collab session. If it's sunny, I got a robe on. Like, yo! <laughs> if it's sunny, I got a robe on, man. I keep, <laughs> keep the socks on. You know what I'm saying? Gotta have the socks, right? Yeah, gotta have the sunglasses on. You know what I'm saying? Get in your zone, man. Nah, man. Hell no. Nah. I make <laughs> I make beats wearing silk pajamas. Word. 
Yeah, it might feel like I'm naked, but it's silk. It's a difference. I feel buttery, baby. Like, you know, with that that fresh pancake, that butter, that shh. It's me. I'm the butter. Smooth with it. Yeah, we just had to clear that up, man. That, yeah, you know, man. That's been an ongoing rumor. Right. I'm like, who, <laughs> who in the it? hell? Nah, you had like, said it in some what, interview. Well, if you did, which beat you made butt naked that was big? <laughs> like, Niggas, what? We got to take that off the playlist. Yeah, like, <laughs> how, 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 Man, you wouldn't I believe really, me if I, I told really you. I would feel some type of way if I was like, man, I made the whole Baby King project all the beats, but niggas like, oh, damn. I still gotta listen though. That's the secret. You gotta be butt naked with some sun goggles on. You really need some producer diapers. Yeah, swimming. You gotta have swimming goggles on with a speedo hat. Yeah, two chains. Oh hell. And knee high socks. You gotta be. Yep. Oh lord. Nah, psych. (laughs) Fuck out of here. But nah, Carl does not make beats butt naked. Finally, finally cleared it up. Finally cleared it up. I just wear pure silk, baby. Side relief. I just wear. I just wear silk. That's it. Cool. Respect that. Invest in silk. You get your publishing check, whatever. Invest in silk. Mm-hmm. Make beats in silk. That's the new. That's the new way. Mm-hmm. Boom. Hey man, we appreciate you, man. Nah, love and respect, man. Appreciate you guys, man. This is an honor. You know, let's keep this shit going. Part two when I'm coming y'all hood. Facts. Let's get it's it. gonna be supplied by uh, either Zaxby's <laughs> or wow. Jr. Cricket. Wow, okay. Chick Fil A. They got Chick Fil A out here. Yeah, man, but Chick-fil-A, I don't trust that Chick-fil-A out here. That yeah, shit looks scandalous. Mm. Wait, what about the Popeye sandwich? You had that new sandwich? Yeah, of course. What? Overrated, right? <laughs> overrated. It's overrated, mm. but it is delicious. <laughs> but they ain't fucking with the Chick-fil-A. Mm. Not. King Chick-fil-A. King Chick-fil-A, dog. What? Have you had their macaroni and cheese? I heard. I wasn't trusting it. I don't know. Buddy, my friend, you, you fucking up. You need they it. don't come in the foil. You can't Bruh, really trust it. Try the chicken sandwich <laughs> with the macaroni and cheese. I swear to God, nigga, just, psh, throw some hot sauce, man. The, the sauce. What about mm. those little breakfast little minis? Mm. The breakfast. Nah, minis. I know, I know the chicken, the minis. Dog, the chicken minis. Trust me, but the mac and cheese <laughs> with the chicken, the number one. You can get the one without pickle or the one with pickle. It don't matter, nigga. It enhances that flavor. I swear to God. Mm. You gonna see. Trust me, man. I know how to make gourmet meals out of Chick Fil A. Mm. You like, damn dog, that dude just sounds. Tomorrow you gonna think of that shit. You like, damn, I'm getting Chick Fil A. Take a bite of mac and cheese, dip chicken sandwich. He might be on the song. Wait, <laughs> and get an Arnold Palmer, nigga. You like more I sweet put, tea or more lemonade? I like more sweet tea. Respect. Mm. Yeah, sweet tea got, and it can't just be some bogus ass sweet tea. I had some sweet tea at Blood Souls out here. Lady was like, yes, it's really sweet. I bet. Shit, this shit better be Turkey Hill sweet. Mm. What? Mm. <laughs> Boy, that shit tastes like Limpton. Oh. I was like, I was like, oh, she fucking funny. Oh. What is sweet about this shit? Oh, this must be. Oh, man. Capture down, man. Yeah. He said it's like Limpton. <laughs> this LA, by the way, y'all niggas, man, don't get me wrong. I want some, I never had no good sweet tea out here. I need that down south, Turkey Hill. <laughs> Turkey, Turkey Hill, Hill just sounds like the most player-ass sweet tea ever. <laughs> Dude, if you ain't never had Turkey Hill goddamn sweet tea, buddy, you was fucking missing out. That, boy, you sip that shit with a starful cup with extra ice, crushed ice, mm. and perhaps. Just, nigga, what? You gonna taste like you just drank summer, nigga. <laughs> Straight up. You gonna feel like you on the beach with it. 
Turkey Hill T- Turkey is a Hill. smooth name. Turkey Hill. Turkey Hill. What? You could mix it lemonade. with the lemonade. The lemonade <laughs> they got? That shit's so tart. That shit be in public. Bro, that shit's so <laughs> tart, though. Yeah, yeah. It is. Man, you get fucking heartburn all. playing with that shit. <laughs> yeah, listen, so man. I'd be like, Damn. Yeah, we gonna have to get our own like strong. little. We gonna have to get our own little cooking podcast, dog. Right. Yeah, yeah. We ain't get too much sauce on that. Man, what? I'm trying. I'll be making my own damn sauce. What? Yeah. Come on, man. Cardo really cooking wings. Mm. Man, I got all kind of wings. Oh, yeah. What flavors? Man. What flavors? What man? Gotta be barbecue dipped in lemon pepper. Mm. Straight yeah, up. Respect. I ain't never did. Straight, man, what? Mm. Trust me, bro. Wings, you Go like to Hot Wing Cafe, Ralph Melrose. Tell them oh. Cardo sent you. Uh, drums or flats? Flats. Jones fuck your teeth up. Mm. You don't put the whole drum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if the drum look cool. But this in a story. Yeah, that shit's cool. You know, you might be like, you know how one look like it got like extra rocks around it and shit. <laughs> <laughs> On the end of the bone. Yeah. <laughs> that look like a damn. He just ripped the damn chicken arm off. <laughs> You didn't give a fuck with what it's doing, like, it looked like extra rocks. Yeah, it looked like you know, it looked like a boulder. Right, like yeah, niggas, yeah, the boulder of the chicken drum. You gotta put this on the story, bro. Hey. Flat versus drum. Bro. Hey, dog. Listen, the flats, all you gotta do is just, man, there's certain ways you can eat the flats. You know what I'm saying? Like, part. you can actually bite the whole wing and just, you know what I'm saying? One yeah. motion? Yeah, nah, one. Don't you do know that. what I'm saying? Don't do Pause. That. But part. you could do it like that way, or you could just, you know, you could do it the old-fashioned hood way. I mean, just whichever way. I mean, either way, it, it depends how they look, too. They ain't juicy, it's over. Mm. If they like little-ass, wing-stop-ass wings, <laughs> them shits is trash. Yeah. <laughs> and not all wing-stoppers are the same. I don't give a fuck. They be, they be fucking tainting the shit out the ranch. I only had that, that shit disgusting. one time. That shit. I only gave him one shot. Don't. It was, it was, it was disappointing. I ain't gonna shit. lie. That shit boofy now. It's hit or miss, too. Shit. Go to Howie Cafe. Telling you, curly fries. Yeah, I get not, extra sauce though. Yeah, we have really? to hit it up on the last day. I ain't trying to fuck my stomach. Up. We nah, got work. Yeah, you can't do it now. Right. Not the what? last day though, because you catch the flight back. Yet. We didn't even eat it, bro. <gasps> right, I ain't eat shit yet. We eat it. Rice Krispie <laughs> treats. But shit, man. Appreciate you one more time, man. No, nah, appreciate you guys, man. Like this is love, man. I appreciate everything. So, like I said, man, we get a part two going, man. Like I said, I'm gonna come to Atlanta. We're gonna have all kind of foods. It's gonna be like a potluck. Fact. Should Everyone be a potluck. It should be should a producer be a potluck. potluck. Every right. producer brings something in. Well, good. not everybody. Not everyone. Not everyone. Uh, but you know, trusted sources. Yeah, <laughs> trusted yeah. sources. All the dope motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Producers grind. We here. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we clocking out, baby. Yes, sir. Another Drink one. More water. Another dope episode in the books, man. Peace. Love. Y'all. Love.